0: Good morning. My name is Nick. I am so glad to be here with you this morning. I always take like a drink. I'm about halfway through that last song and think I'm just going to calm down, rest my voice a little bit before I get up and preach. And then I just can't help it. When we sing together, I cannot help but sing out, All the earth, declare His praise. Man, that's that's good stuff. Thank you guys so much for leading us this morning. Uh, Again, I'm one of the pastors here at Highland Chapel. We were very blessed to be uh, joined last week by Pastor Aaron and Story Church as we kind of took a pause on our On Mission series because they're getting ready to launch in just a matter of weeks. And so that was very, very exciting. But today we're back in our series On Mission. To be on mission, we've got to know our mission. We must know... What that mission is if we're going to be on mission and two weeks ago pastor Keaton reminded us of what that mission is here at Holland Holland Chapel we're to help people find and follow Jesus that's my task that's your task wherever we go whatever we're doing and you might say well I I know that Nick I know that I'm tired of hearing it but listen we've got to make that our mindset as we are going as we're going about our day, as we're going to work, as we're going to school, that needs to direct our conversations. That needs to direct our actions. That needs, to in, um, that needs to influence your habits. We need to be on mission, and our mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. As individuals, we can always be about that mission. No matter what we're doing, no matter where we find ourselves, that can be our mindset to help people find and follow Jesus. But we can also be on mission together. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning and for the next two weeks. We're going to talk about how we can be on that mission, not only as individuals out in the world, but how we can be on mission, how we can help people find and follow Jesus together, specifically here at Holland Chapel. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today and for the next couple of weeks. It goes without saying this morning, and uh, Especially as I've seen some new faces come in this morning for the first time in several weeks. That one year ago, almost to the week, for the first time in our lifetimes, we lost the ability to gather in person on Sundays. It was, it's been a year And that Sunday, that first Sunday morning, seven of us pastors gathered here, and it was such an eerie feeling in the building that morning because in my lifetime, that's only ever happened when it was really snowy outside, maybe once or twice. In my life, have we not been able to meet together. And we sat here and we prayed as you all joined online. And for 13 weeks, we came together virtually. We pre-recorded video we learned what, how to send emojis and greetings online on the Sunday morning service. Many of you were singing to your computers. Uh, even as you, as that's a new technology that we've developed and we've enjoyed that over the course of the year, we've enjoyed singing on our, to our computers uh, on vacation this past year as that became the norm for, for many of us, to be able to tune in online. And then June the 7th, June the 7th, we reunited here. And I'll never forget the day as people came in with just a, a new, fresh smile on their face. And I believe there may have been half as many people in the room on June the 7th as there is today, but I don't think that has ever sounded louder than it was on June the 7th. Because we were thrilled to be back together again. And then over the next several weeks, more and more of you returned and We saw tears of joy. I saw people come around the corner as they approached the church, and they were crying because they were so happy to be back together. We saw hugs that really weren't supposed to happen. (laughs) We saw smiles, but wait a minute, no, we didn't. We were masked up. But we knew there were smiles underneath those masks. We were so excited to be back together. Week after week, we saw more and more folks come in. Some of you were isolated for weeks, some of you for months. This morning, uh, David and Carol Wood are here for the first time in exactly a year. And we're so glad to have them and all of you here with us this morning. Three weeks ago, uh, Doc and Jean Simmons came in for the first time in 11 months. And I got got to visit with them outside in the front after service was over. And Miss Jean came up to me. She gave me a high five, and she said, it's a hallelujah day. And I didn't have to ask why. I didn't have to ask, what's special? Did you get news from the doctor? Did you, you know, what, 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 why is it a hallelujah day, Miss Jean? I knew why she said it, because she believes and she knows the truth that we're going to talk about today, the big idea today. She knows that it's true, that we're on mission together when we worship together. We're on mission together. When we worship together, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at a passage that's very familiar this morning. The church may have never looked more on mission than it did in the book of Acts. If you want to see a church on mission, go back and read the book of Acts. We're going to read just a a passage here. Again, it'll be familiar to you probably, but I want us to see what this church was doing. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. What was this church doing? What do we see in this passage? They were worshiping together. They were worshiping together, and it was beautiful. Don't close your Bibles there. Reread that with me again. And let's point out all the times where it says they were together and they shared. It says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to sharing in meals and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. They were worshiping together. You know what else they were doing as they were worshiping together? What else is happening here as they are worshiping together day after day in the temple, as they're sharing, as they're enjoying, as they're, as they're in a deep sense of awe over the Lord's goodness? They were on mission. They were helping people find and follow Jesus. They were on mission, the last sentence. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. They were on mission. They were a church that was helping people find and follow Jesus. I bet there was some investing inviting going on at that church. I bet they were inviting everybody. I bet they couldn't wait to get out and probably see how much further out they could go to invite people to come in. Your students, I'm going to take a little note here and brag on them. HCSM on Wednesday nights, Holland Chapel Student Ministry. They have invested and invited. This week we sent out a whole stack of guest cards. They've had 47 First-time guests just this year. 47 in two months. That's because they're investing and inviting. They want to help people find Jesus. We promise here at Holland Chapel to connect everything back to the gospel. Everything back to the good news of Jesus. That's what we tell our new members in our membership classes. And if you'll invest and invite, we will make sure they hear about Jesus on Sunday mornings. This morning, I was texting back and forth with one, our, with one of our former pastors, Luke Brown. And I said, what an incredible privilege we have to share the gospel this morning, Luke. Let's do it. We love it. We love to tell people about Jesus. And if you want to help people find Jesus, invest and invite. There's some easy car, there's some cards back there in the back. Easy ways to invite people to church. Not so that we can get another number on, a, on an attendance. So that they can find Jesus there's invite cards there for Holland Chapel. There's Easter invite cards. Just tell them to go to church somewhere, anywhere. They need to find Jesus. And if they come here, they will hear, I promise you, that they're desperate for a Savior. And they'll hear that his name is Jesus. They'll hear that, they, that God loves them so much that he sent his son Jesus to this earth to live 33 years perfectly, And then die humbly on a cross and rise again the third day to give them life. Help people find Jesus. Our mission is to help people find Jesus. Guess where people would often find Jesus when he walked here on this earth? Verse on the screen, Luke chapter 4 verse 16. It says, when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual. Another version says, as was his custom. He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath. Jesus made a habit of going to a place of worship. Jesus made it a habit. It was important to him. I love this old phrase. I'm not sure who said it, but it is so good. And Somebody once said, don't minimize what God has maximized. God maximized the church. God maximized worship gatherings. Don't minimize it. It's a big deal. Jesus made a habit of going to a place of worship. Our mission, though, is twofold. It's not only to help people find Jesus, but it's also to help people follow Jesus. And here's where I trip up sometimes. I forget that that I'm some of those people. Like, we're some of those people who are still trying to follow Jesus. Most of us in this room are still learning what it looks like to follow Jesus in our daily lives. We're on mission, but we're still part of the mission I may have found Jesus, but I need help following him. That's where we help each other. Worship gatherings help us not only find Jesus, but follow Jesus. We learn what it looks like to follow Jesus from God's word on Sunday mornings. In Acts chapter 2, the early churches said they were committed to sitting under the teaching of God's word. Why? So they learn how to follow Jesus. So they can learn what it looks like as they go out into their daily lives, as they go to work, as they go home, as they lead their families. We need to know how to follow Jesus. We find that by learning from God's Word. Micah chapter 4, verse 2. It's an Old Testament verse. Micah here, he's prophesying about what is yet to come. But I believe this verse is true for us today too. It says, People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. To the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his path. There he will teach us his ways. That's learning to follow Jesus. We pray that each week when you leave those doors, you're taking home some insight. You're taking home some insight from God's word that are gonna help that's gonna help you look more and more like Jesus, that's gonna help you to shine brighter as we go out there. In a world that's not only dark today because of clouds, but dark spiritually. We're on mission when we're learning from God's word here on Sunday mornings. But worship gatherings, they're not just a place to receive. They're also a place that we can give. They're, we're not just supposed to come here and, and receive, receive, receive. But we're to, to come here and give as well. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts don't miss it each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts use them well to serve one another you may tell you this morning who's helping people find and follow Jesus who's on mission this morning the tech team is on mission this morning they're helping people find and follow Jesus the musicians are on mission this morning the children's volunteers are on mission this morning The greeters that greeted you with a smile, they're on mission this morning. They're using the gifts that God has given them to serve others and to help people follow Jesus. Every one of us has been gifted in a unique way by our Creator. This quote's going to step on some toes, but I didn't say it. That's why I'm going to tell you who said this one. Craig Groeschel said this one. I really didn't know who said the other one. But Craig Groeschel said this one, and he said this. If you're not using your gifts in the church, then something that God wants to be done is being ignored. If you're not using your gifts in the church, then there's something that God wants to be done that's being ignored. Because God didn't give us gifts to not use them. He, he gifted us uniquely, each of us, so that we could serve one another and so that we could use those for His honor and His glory. That's a little, almost a little too much on serving. We're going to get to serving in two weeks, so I'm going to pause the serving right there. And I'll be back up here to talk to you more about serving in two weeks. So I may not should have said that because now people aren't going to come back. <laughs> They're going to be like, nope, I don't want to hear that. If I don't hear it, I don't know it. Listen, we're on mission together in our worship gatherings. Because together we learn, together we serve. And here's my favorite one: together we encourage. Together we encourage one another. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 probably know this verse it's on the screen it says and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do but encourage one another you know what's encouraging seeing other people follow Jesus helps us follow Jesus seeing other people follow Jesus helps me follow Jesus i tell you what helps me follow Jesus talking to a man who almost daily reminds me that I'm blessed by the best. His name is Johnny. I'm watching a husband and wife get baptized together, that helps me follow Jesus. Seeing a family continue to worship the Lord through disease. Kirk and Brandy Westbrook help me follow Jesus. Witnessing a mom never give up, give up on her son so he can share God's glory through his story. Chris helps me follow Jesus worshipping with a family that's expanded through adoption helps me follow Jesus there's too many to name people giving selflessly to advance the gospel business owners praising God for his goodness online greetings from believers that are forced to worship from home those good morning holland chapels online they help me follow Jesus miss carol you helped us for a year you helped us by saying good morning holland chapel Teachers that teach all week just to show up and do it again on Sunday. They help me follow Jesus. In other words, each of you help me follow Jesus. And I hope that I do the same thing for you. Miss Emily, Mike, Brad, TJ, I could name everybody. You guys help me follow Jesus. That's what we do. We encourage one another. And you're probably saying about this time, Nick, come on. This is a no-brainer. Of course, we, of course we want to have worship gatherings. We're here, aren't we? Why do we need to spend a Sunday morning on worshiping Jesus on Sunday mornings? We, we know that. And you're probably thinking, what in the world? Why are we spending a week on this? We know we're on mission when we're at worship. Here's why. Hebrews 10.25, it's still up there. Because, oh, how quickly we forget. How quickly we forget. It starts off by saying, and let us not Neglect our meeting together, as some people do. Do you know when this was written? I'm not a real uh, big wizard when it comes to uh, Bible history, but but it doesn't take much research to to figure this out. This passage was written within a generation, within a generation of Acts 2.46. They worshiped at the temple each day. And I bet people didn't miss back then. I bet they didn't miss. They didn't want to miss what was going on in Acts 2.46. Now Hebrews is not talking to the same church, but you know what happens. You've been there. We get busy. We know from experience that it doesn't even take a generation. It takes a couple of weeks, a month, two months. Next thing you know, it's not as important anymore. You've probably got instances in your life. I've got them in mine. We get busy. We get involved in something else on Sundays. We have a, an illness that lasts a little longer than we thought. The next thing you know, you've got a new habit. We move, maybe. My, my instance was a short one. I, I didn't backslide for very long. You know why? Because the people in my life wouldn't let me. I went to Jonesboro to go to college. Missed church for about a month. <laughs> people started knocking on my door. I started getting phone calls. Because people from Holland Chapel... Jay Jacobs from Holland Chapel called up there and said, make sure Nick Calloway finds a place to worship. And they did. Because we can encourage one another. We need each other. What else happens? We lose our fire. We lose our excitement. It's not as exciting as it used to be. Something changed. Maybe it's not exactly the way we like it. Maybe we think, oh, they won't miss me. They got enough volunteers. They got everything going on. I will just slip in and slip out. They don't even notice that I'm gone. We notice because I need you. Maybe we have a pandemic. I I didn't want to say the word. I'm so tired of hearing that word. I'm so sorry. But it's true, right? A year. I'm so glad to see you guys back. But some people won't come back. Let's just be honest. It's been too long. They got out of the habit. It's not important anymore. I'm going to say this next statement very carefully. So please listen. If your health is causing you to remain isolated, by all means, by all means, you continue to be cautious. Do not come back if it's a health risk. But if you're trusting Jesus to keep you safe at Walmart, if you're trusting Jesus to keep you safe at the ballpark, if you're trusting Jesus to keep you safe in Branson, I bet you he'll keep you safe if you come here to worship with us. Let's be on mission together. Now, I know somebody's going to say, Nick, did you just say it was a sin to miss church? Did you say it was a sin to miss church? No, but here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to do a heart checkup. And this one don't cost you $99. Do a heart checkup. Ask yourself this question. When I miss church, not the building, the people. When I miss church, do I miss church? When I miss church, do I miss church? In other words, do you have a longing to learn, to serve, to be encouraged by other believers? Working together to help people find and follow Jesus. Do you have a longing deep inside to do that? I think if you fully recognize what Jesus did for you and how much God loves you, I bet you do. I bet you do. Worship is our response to what God has done for us. He's changed our lives because of his death, because of his burial, because of his resurrection. We've gone from death to life. I jotted down a lyric from the song we sang earlier this morning. He redefined our future. He redefined our future. And so worshiping together, being on mission is important. If you don't have that longing, you can experience that incredible gift of grace. You can experience that gift today. Here at Holland Chapel, there's three ways that we want to ask you to respond. We want to ask you to respond in person. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you can do that this morning. There's going to be a couple in the back at the Connect Corner after we dismiss in prayer in a few moments, and they would love to talk with you about how Jesus Christ can change your life. They would love to talk with you about how we, as a church, want to encourage you in following Jesus. They would talk to you about where you can volunteer, where you can sign up to use those gifts that God's given you. Anything that you need to ask, any encouragement that you need, they will be back there. And they, we invite you to respond in person. If you've never recognized that you have a sin problem, we all do. The penalty for that sin is death, eternal separation from God. But God loves you. No matter what your past looks like, God loves you more than you can imagine. And he sent his son Jesus to pay that price. All you must do is admit it. Admit that you need him. Believe what the Bible says about Jesus to be true. And confess it with your mouth. And Jesus Christ can change. He can redefine your future too. You can also respond online. You can respond by dropping in those connect cards into the the offering boxes. We would love to connect with you. We'd love to hear from you. Know how we can better serve you and your family. But listen, everybody in this room and everybody watching online, we want you to respond by taking some action this week. Take action this week. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Y'all can do whatever you want to, but me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Commit right now that you and your house are going to make worship gatherings a priority because we need to be together on mission. Here's something else you can do. Encourage somebody. You've got family. You've got friends. And you can relate because you've been there. You've gotten out of the habit. Encourage someone. Tell them you miss them. Encourage those folks that you see around the room. Encourage those volunteers that have been using their gifts to encourage you and to help you follow Jesus. Give them a pat on the back. I want you to know this morning that I am thankful to be on mission with each of you. So thankful. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this body of believers. Thank you for what they mean to me. I thank you, Lord, for their testimonies, for their faithfulness. I want to thank you for the gifts that are in this room that have helped me find and or helped me to follow Jesus for a long time. Lord, I pray that we would be faithful in carrying out our mission together. I pray that there's one in this room that does not know you as their Savior, that they would make that decision this morning, that life-changing decision. And, Lord, I pray for others. They need to make another life-changing decision to make you a priority in their life. Please move among your people this morning. Be magnified by everything that is said and done here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.